walk in step with the Holy Spirit, not compassion that's not yielded to the Spirit of God. Not, com- not compassion that is just a gift of yours. But you must yield your gifts to God and say, is this you or is this me right now? You don't just walk into a den of thieves and not bring the Spirit of the living God. It can't be your assignment and it can't be your will and your doing. Are you following me right now? You have to yield. And only after the Lord speaks to you. Like I said, I stalled him the whole time. But I knew it was the Lord. And when it was time was when we acted. the word of God to each and every one of us, that we would hear your voice, hear your voice, and only your voice, that we would not operate from a soulless nature, that we would hear your voice, and we would move when the Spirit of the living God tells us to move, and we would know the difference, we would know the difference, we must know the difference, church, we must know the difference. God is raising you up as valiant warriors, but you must know the difference. You must know the timing is so important. The timing of the Spirit of of the living God is so important. To move when He moves and to stop when He stops. He loves the Israelites. He led them. A cloud, right by day, the fire by night. He led them. He's leading us too. He's leading us too. By the Holy Spirit. Of the Spirit of the Living God for those that are willing to be yielded, for those that are willing to listen, for those that are willing to not just go in autopilot mode, but be so sensitive that you say, Lord, is this you or is this me? I'm not even talking about sin, I'm talking about your gifts that are unsanctified and unhindered. Your gifts are not yielded to God. Are you following me? For the few that may not know what I'm talking about, you all have gifts. Before you step out and move in the gifts, make sure God is directing you. Don't just go by what you feel. Don't go in your sin. Don't go because you feel compassionate. Don't go until you've asked God, Lord, is this my assignment? And is the timing now? God wants to move and He wants to use you, but it's going to be at His perfect timing. But too many people just hear whatever they want, when they want, and then they get in trouble and they wonder why. You've got to grow up. We got to grow up in the spirit. Growing up in the spirit of God is critical. It's critical. Because your silence speaks volumes as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Not only do I want to step on the water, I want to walk on the water. Not only do I want to step on the water, I want to walk on the water. I thank you, Lord God, for his heart. I thank you, Lord God, for his heart. Lord, you have caused and produced him. Lord, you brought him to such a time as this. So I decree, Lord God, walking on water, faith. I thank you, Lord God, walking on water. To do the things that other people think are not even possible, but God says they're possible for those who believe. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that these hands are going to, are going to go and serve the many, the many, the many, the many, the poor. 
the many, the many on the streets. And I thank you, Lord God, that that is exactly what he's going to do is the walking on water because there'll be no other way, no other way but the provision of God. There'll be no other way but God's provision. And you will see it. You will see it. You will see that you are walking on water and you will not be afraid.
say, Lord, I thank you, I worship you. Lord God, even if nothing changed, even if nothing changed, I'm going to still worship you. I'm going to give you my praise. I'm going to give you all praise. Do you think everything's perfect in my life? Do you think everything's perfect in my life? Do you think that I'm not praying and standing for some really, really serious thing? Of course I am. Of course I am. We all are. But it's a choice. It is a choice to enter in. It is a choice to say, Lord, no matter what, I'm going to worship and serve you no matter what, and I'm going to do it with a grateful heart. I'm going to do it with a grateful heart. church. 
can I give this money to this church? <laughs> you know, and um, and I said, well, we're about ready to announce that we do have a building fund for the Goyle home. We just just yesterday I told my husband about it, and he said, praise God. He says, I want to contribute to that building fund, and he said, I'm going to give you ten thousand dollars to put in that building fund. Do you know that this person was not wasting any time, not wasting any time at all? Because the very next day, he showed up at my door. Yeah, showed up at my door with a $10,000 check. Tell me that's not the Lord. Tell me that's not the Lord. Don't you know that the enemy heard this testimony too on Saturday night? And look at what he was trying to do today. Man, today we had to work it. Today we had to work it, but praise God. We only grow when we have to work those spiritual muscles. But you know what? What a testimony to the Lord. So, yes, we now have a building fund. And we are going to continue to press in. Yes, we're going to continue to press in. Uh, and, and as God directs, we're going to be, you know, sometimes having two. Um, offering and tithe. Offering and tithe. You know, two calls. Um, and, and so for that that offering is going to be for the building fund. And I have envelopes that are being made that's going to say building fund so that we can keep everything straight. Hallelujah. But today, Pastor DJ, you're doing the offering. And so we are going to do two offerings. You can do it at the same time. That's fine. And so we don't have to do separate. That's fine. But um, if you're going to give to the building fund, I want you to write building fund on that. Remember, that's your offering. Your tithe belongs to the house. Your offering is over and above. That you write on the, on the, on the um, envelopes, building fund. Amen. Glory to God. So we have direction. We have God's direction. When we hear the spirit of the living God and we move and act upon what he says, then we're going to have God's victories, right? We're going to have God's victories when we move as the spirit of the living God directs us to. How's everybody doing here? How's everybody? You guys doing good? Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to Exodus 14. But I have a short word for you today. Praise God. Exodus 14. So, the point of no return. When hardness of heart is met with holy boldness. When hardness of heart is met with holy boldness. I decree over each and every one of you, though you will feel the opposition coming against you, Instead of succumbing to that, you will be filled with holy boldness. You're going to press into the heart of God and be filled with God's boldness. Let's look at verse 8. 14.8. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out in boldness. Somebody say boldness. God has given us boldness. Yes, God has given us boldness. You know, time and time and time again, Pharaoh continued to change his mind. Time and time and time again, Pharaoh continued to say one thing, but then do another thing. Say one thing and then do another thing, right? And you know that the opportunity to get discouraged was right there for the children of Israel, the people of Israel, right? The opportunity to be discouraged will be there for you too. 
the opportunity. But you don't want to take that opportunity because it doesn't, it's not of God. We've got to recognize that when sorrow, when sadness, when depression, all of that opposition comes upon you, you kick that thing out and rise up and you, you claim your holy boldness for Christ. You claim the fact that God gave them holy boldness and God is giving you holy boldness. It doesn't matter that six hundred chose chariots were after them. It doesn't matter that all the chariots of Egypt also went after these people as they began their exodus, as they began their way out, as God had promised them all along that you're gonna be you're gonna be moving out, you're gonna be coming out. The minute that they were on that verge of breakthrough, all they were all coming out. It says all of his chariots, and not all of the chariots, but the choice chariots, six hundred of them. The opposition is rising just when you're going to cross that bridge. The opposite. Don't think that the enemy didn't hear and didn't see everything that was going on in these people and know that they're right on the verge of victory and they're right on the verge of breakthrough. Don't think for a moment that the enemy wasn't trying to oppose them and steal from them. He always tries. He always tries. But he doesn't get to win when you stand firm. He doesn't get to win when you have someone in your life that's going to say, get up again. Get up again. And you know what? That was, should be what we do for one another. Get up again. Get up again and go. Don't you settle for defeat. We're not going to settle for defeat in this church. We must let our confidence be that of his presence and goodness. Let, let's let God's guiding presence be manifested in our lives. I already told you, cloud by day, fire by night. Right? God's guiding presence. He was guiding them. He is guiding us too. He'll guide us through his word. He'll guide us through, he'll guide us, he'll guide you through the messages that you hear right here. Things that you hear, and it quickens your spirit. And you know that was for you. You know that God's speaking to you right now, right here. He speaks all of your systems. He'll speak to you in a dream, even as my example. So many different ways that God speaks. But let him guide you. Do not just go on face value. If they were to go on face value, they'd be like, you know what? Pharaoh's done this so many times, and again, he's changed his mind, so again, we're not going to go free. No, when God says it's now, God says it's now. It was the point of no return for Pharaoh. Hallelujah. I'm going to read some scriptures for you, and it's and then just follow along. I think they're going to put them up. Deuteronomy 31.8. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you, and he will be with you, and he will not fail you nor forsake you. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Say, God is going ahead of me. And not only is God going ahead of me, God is going to be with me. Not only is God with me, but God will not fail me. He will not forsake me. And I will not walk in fear, nor will I walk dismayed. Hallelujah. Turn to Isaiah 45, 2. Isaiah 45, 2. It's also on the screen. I will go before you and make the rough places smooth, the crooked places straight. He says, I will shatter the doors, the, the doors of bronze and cut through the iron bars. And in this version here, I will cut through the pieces of, and the gates of bronze, and I will cut through the, the bars of iron. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's not too difficult for God. Say, it's not too difficult for God. It's never too difficult for my God. Even when there's hardness of heart against you, the Lord can give you boldness. I'm going to give you some scriptures here in a moment. Even when there's hardness of heart or opposition, you can change that word to something else. It doesn't have to be hardness of heart. What are you encountering? You know, what kind of opposition are you encountering? Whatever opposition you're encountering, 
faith. God, God says, I promise you, you build this so that you don't succumb to that. But instead, you rise above it because you are free. And God is going to show you many, many ways that God's already set you free. He says, so you're free in Jesus' name. And I decree the glory of God over you. I decree the joy of God over you like never before. Like you're going to walk in this newfound joy, 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 joy down in your heart, Sessie. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you for the victory that I see in your life, Sessie. You are a new woman in Christ. You are a new woman and the old is gone and the new has come, Sessie. And we bless your spirit. We bless your spirit to arise and to shine. We bless your spirit. So let's look at some of these scriptures on, on God's boldness upon us. God's boldness. We need God to give us boldness. Boldness is courage, right? Boldness is courage to do and to speak in a time of difficulty where maybe you would not have. God wants you to be bold in him, and he wants you to have courage in him, right? So let's write some of these down. We're going to look at them together. Proverbs 28.1. The Bible says, if the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Hallelujah. The wicked are fleeing, though no one pursues. In other words, even when there are assignments coming against you, stop running. Has God told you to run? Has God done? The wicked. Who flees? The wicked. Who's supposed to run? The wicked. We're going to stand strong. We're going to stand tall. We're going to stand in our rightful authority. Do you believe in the anointing of God in your life? Do you believe that the anointing of God in your life is going to break the yoke? Yeah, the anointing of God in your life is going to break every yoke, every heavy yoke, every heavy yoke, every heavy yoke. I decree it over each and every one of you. Every heavy yoke. The anointing of God is breaking every heavy yoke. And not just God doing it, but you're going to do it because he's already said you're going to do it. So the anointing of God is going to break every heavy yoke. Every heavy yoke in Jesus' mighty name, decreed over yourselves, every heavy yoke is being broken by the anointing that God has placed on your life. And God has placed on your life an anointing. And your anointing might look different from the person next to you, but you all have an anointing. An anointing grows as you use it. But you can't power, and you've got to be able to press in. You only gain muscles when you actually go to the gym and work out. That was a joke, but it's actually not just a joke. It's true. But it's true. We have to press in, right? That's when we see the change. That's when we see the change. Jesus died to cleanse us from our sins so that we can boldly approach our God who is holy and without sin. Hallelujah. I'm going to read to you from Hebrews. Hebrews. I'm going to turn from two. Hebrews 4. How many would say, you know, I want to walk in some holy boldness, which is courage from God. You know, by the way, we don't have to muster that courage up. You don't have to muster. I'm going to tell you again. You don't have to muster that courage up. And that strength is not on your own either. But simply, and it is simple, simply submit to the spirit of God that is within you. You know, people miss that. You guys missed it just now. Simply submit to the spirit of God that is within us. Some of you guys missed it now. Some of you got it. There is no striving in the kingdom. When you're striving, you're in the flesh. There is no striving in the kingdom. How do we walk in courage, in boldness, in victory? By submitting to the spirit of the living God who is within us. How do I know that? How do I know? How can I say that so confidently? Because in 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 8, the Bible says, 
that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. So what do we have? We have power. We have God's dunamis power on the inside of us. What else do we have? We have love, uh, and we have a sound, which means a self-disciplined mind. That's what God has given us. So therefore, therefore, when we submit to God, when our inner being submits to God, I can tell you that I submit to God, but unless I really walk submitted to God, you're not going to see any Holy Ghost results in my life, at least not for very long. You might see a little bit, but you're not going to see it last. Right? So when you truly walk submitted to God and knowing your strength is his, you're going to submit to God and say, Lord, I thank you for working through me because I'm not going to walk with the spirit of fear. The opposite is the spirit of fear. The opposite of courage is, is, to, be, is to have fear, to have that trepidation, right? To be shut up, to be clammed up, to not say anything though you know you should. It's the opposite, right? But God is saying, I'm giving out. Today, I want you to recognize that you're, the word of God says you're to walk in courage. You're going to walk in courage. Courage makes you glad. It makes you glad because you know you're walking according to the favor of God. You know that you are his representative. You are his representative. And so when you know you're his representative, the things that come out of your mouth that are yielded to the spirit of the living God, those are the things that you know God is saying, I've marked you out, and I've marked you out for God's goodness to be through you and to flow through you. Am I making sense? Are we following here today? Okay, let's look at Hebrews 4. And let's... Uh, Let's look at, we're going to start at 14 now. We're going to start at verse 14. I know I told you 16. We're going to start at 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Uh, come on, Jesus. He's already paid the whole price, the, the complete price. Uh, seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. Are you holding fast to your confession of faith? Are we holding fast to that confession of faith that God said it, therefore it's done, period? I'm not going to fret about when I see it. I already do. I see it on the inside. Sorry if you don't see it. I see it on the inside. God said it, and it's done. That's the kind of faith that the enemy is afraid of. That's the kind of faith that the enemy is afraid of. When you see it on the inside, when you know that you know that you know, what you see is what God has shown you, and you're not going to back down. Hey, do, do you all see it on the inside? I'm going to stop you for a minute. Do you see the promises of God within you? Do you see, can you, can you truthfully say here today that the promises that God has spoken over your life, that you're keeping them alive and at the forefront of your mind? It is so important. God has made some promises to me about this church and about where we're going. And we have already begun to see the miraculous realm of God. But I know that we have not already reached the fullness of what he has. I know that there's so much more, but I keep it before my eyes. When I come here, I expect you all to be ready. I expect you all to come with an attitude of praise. I expect for there to be movement of the spirit of the living God. I don't go, I hope so. I don't hope so. I don't come in hoping that it's going to happen. I don't come in. I know the power of God, and I know the power of God within me. And that's not a prideful statement. That's a statement of somebody that knows their authority and, and, and is not afraid to say it. If you don't know, if you can't say that, then we have to do some work. we got to change the mindset because the spirit of the living God is in you too. 
And we want you to rise up and have that understanding that when you speak and you're submitted, remember, when we're submitted to God, when you speak, heaven is backing your words. When you pray, heaven is backing that prayer. I hope so, but it's a surrendered yieldedness, but steadfastness that says, I know so, I don't hope so, I know so, I know that the power of God will move each and every time, I know so, I know how to move the powers and the principalities of hell that try to come against you. Don't you tell me that they're not trying to come against you because I see it each week. Sometimes more than other times. God is opening your eyes of recognition. And I believe that God is opening the eyes in this generation in this season for people to really walk in the fullness of what God has set up for us. There's so much, and we have got to be ready. In these days, we've got to be ready. We've got to have our armor on. We've got to be sharp. Don't let your sword get dull. You've got to have your armor on and make sure that armor, make sure that sword is sharp. Don't you let anybody dull your sword. How does our sword get dulled? Compromise. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Not pressing into the presence of God, not reading our word. Sword gets dull. But not on your watch, not on my watch. Right? Say it, not on my watch. I'm stepping up and my sword is sharp. That sword is the word of God that cuts through. It cuts through to the dividing of soul and spirit. Come on, it cuts through to the dividing of joints and marrow. That sword is the word of God, and it judges the thoughts and the attitude of the heart. So let's look at the rest of this. For we do not have a high priest which is human, which cannot sympathize with us in our weaknesses, Come willingly. Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. From this day forward, I'm going to decree over you that you're coming boldly to the throne of grace. That was lame and that was weak. From this point forward, you're going to come boldly before the throne of grace. Much better. Much better. It's important that we do step into that because you know what? The flesh always wants to just go, Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because the boldness of God is on the inside of you. Why are you shutting up God? Isn't he like a burning inferno? Isn't he like a fire within you? Well, why, why are you shutting God up? So we're not going to shut God up. We're not going to shut 
boldly, boldly because of the blood of Jesus. See, there's people, let me just tell you, let me just speak about it real quick. Let me tell you something real quick. There's people coming in and when you walk and you're like, and you know all this stuff about the Lord. And you can't please get over all the guilt and all the victory that you feel. And that's what you're focusing on is, I prayed this and it didn't happen or did that. Or you can't come in and get this clean because you come out and you're happy and you're in the same place. Now, God can have some example of you in that same environment. But what you're doing is you're actually being tortured because if this is your continual walk, you're being tortured because because your enemy also sees that though there's been a banquet and table set before you, you're not even looking up. You're not even looking at him. You're just so focused on yourself and down. You're so down and downcast that you're actually missing everything that's present for you. Come boldly before the throne. Did somebody get that? Somebody got that revelation? Come boldly before the throne of God. You've got to realize when we look up, God's already taken care of it. You repented. You confessed. It's done. It's done. God says it's done. You just look to him and it's done. Stop with this continual, this continual self-hatred and self-bitterness and judgment. I don't help because you're robbing yourself. God says, I have set this table before you. Come boldly. Come boldly before my throne of grace. Come boldly. That you may receive a grace in that time of need. Glory to God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That means, what does that mean, say so? It means tell your story. Tell your story. Somebody needs to tell their story. Somebody needs to wake up and go, and I'm going to tell my story today to anybody that's going to listen. You start doing that, you can't walk discouraged. You can't walk blind. You can't walk. You can't walk with your hands handcuffed because the enemy handcuffed you and you didn't even know it. And you thought he was free. You start telling your story. Let me tell you, everybody starts to believe you, even you. And it has to happen. You've got to believe yourself. If you don't believe you, we're having, we got some major problems. We got to go back. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. So the Israelites were, let's just stop there for a minute. That Bible says that they walked in courage and boldness, in boldness, right? And I already read to you some scriptures that talks about the boldness of God. God keeps his promises. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God says, I will not separate my love from you. Let's look at Romans 8, verse 8 and 9. For I am persuaded. You got to be persuaded, church. We've got to be persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else that's created shall separate us from the love of God. From the love of nothing shall separate me from the love of God who is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, nothing, no nothing. For the Bible says that you are more than a conqueror through him. You're more than a conqueror. So everything, you got victory all over you. Do you see it? Do you know it? Because when you do, you're going to walk differently. When you see it, when you know it, you're going to walk with an expectation that I've already, I've already, I've already been victorious. I already win. I've already won. You're going to see it in the natural, but I've already won. You've already won. Christ in you, beautiful woman of God, our sweet, sweet friend. You've already won. God's victory in your life. Lord, I thank you for more downloads, and I thank you for encountering her, yeah. Encountering her, Lord God, with the 
amazing, beautiful love of God. I thank you, Lord God, for just capturing her heart. I thank you, Lord God, that she's going to fall in love with you even more, even more, that, Lord, you would reveal to her that you are her husband. The Bible says that, that he is her husband. There's a key over here, the revelation of God being your husband. writing a new script, and that script is Victoria in heaven. God is your husband. Make him your husband, your maker. Did you feel the power of that? The Lord highlighted her, and that's for all husbands. Hallelujah. So boldness, one more thing, boldness is contagious. Just like fearless, just like joy, just like laughter. You hear somebody laugh, what do you want to do? You want to laugh, right? Depending on their laugh, sometimes you can make their laugh if they're really emotional, right? <laughs> right? There's a few people that have those laughs that you just, wow, and you're just so happy. But uh, boldness is contagious, and so is fear. So when you're bold, it's you become like iron sharpening iron, right? And so that's why I'm talking to you about this, because in the days and in the hour that we live in, we've got to understand that we are to walk in the boldness of God. We are to live and walk in the boldness of God. Let's turn to Psalm 25. And I'm going to end with that. Psalm 25. Psalm 25. Check out this one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light. Say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and they fell. That's their lot, guys. They stumbled and they fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. So though you may see the army encamped against you, your heart will not fear when we stand firm on the truth. Your heart will not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. In this, God wants you to be confident. God wants you to be courageous. In this, in this, in what? In what? Let's read. Let's find out what does God want you to be confident in. Let's read it here. In verse 4. One thing I have desired of the Lord, this one thing, not ten things, just one. If you desire this one thing, if you can get, if you can uh, speak to your, to your soul and say, soul, you're going to, you're going to listen right now to the spirit of the living God on the inside of you. And you're going to desire one thing, not all these other things, our soul and mind of the Lord. We're not going to desire all these things. We're going to desire one thing. Teach your soul. Train your soul. And train your spirit to be stronger, stronger than your soul. One thing. One thing. So it says here, verse 4. One thing I have desired of the Lord. I will seek. When you desire, you're going to seek. Whatever you desire, you must 
before it or it doesn't give him a pass. Somebody say that's the key. That's the key. You're going to desire it, but you're going to seek for it. It says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire of his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. See, see, the enemy's still all around you, but your head is lifted up. But the enemy is still around you. You still see the problem. This problem may still be happening, but your head will be lifted up. Is this not what I just got done telling you? My head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. You're going to come and worship. You're going to come and praise. You're going to come ready to worship. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. Give God the glory. Praise you, Lord God. Praise the Lord. The, the Israelites had not even left yet. They were just ready to go on the verge of leaving. God was teaching them lessons in the process. God was continuously teaching them, and he's continuing to teach them in all times. When you worship in spite of mistakes, when you worship in spite of the pain, when you decree God's goodness in spite of it all, it sets an ambush against the enemy's plan, and it sets confusion around the enemy's plan, and he has no idea how to come combat that and how to, how to come against that and oppose that because he's been proliferating. Well, we are for Jesus. That's the only kind of crazy we're going to claim. Crazy for Jesus, yes. Any other kind of crazy? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But we are. We're crazy in love. We're madly in love with Jesus. And we're bold and we're not afraid or ashamed to say it. Who runs? Who flees? Though no one is pursuing. The wicked. The wicked. The wicked flee. Though no one is pursuing, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Get your spirit hidden in your spirit. Because if you're going to walk in boldness, stop running. You're not the one to run. In other words, don't, let, don't run because you're being chased. If you're going to run, it's because you're leaving the pack. Let's get the right kind of run in, in board with this. If you're running, it's because you're leaving the pack. And we are leaving the pack. Oh, yes, we are. We're not the only ones. We're not the only ones, but we are leading the pack. We are running. And God has his remnant leading the pack. That's the only kind of running that we can do. We're not running from the enemy. Get that straight. Who runs? The wicked flee, though no one is pursuing. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. Oh, hallelujah. We are bold as a lion. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 